Alongside Jesse Cook, I am Chile Casiadele. We've got a packed show for you guys today. ACC tournament talk on both the men's and the women's side as we prepare for March Madness. We'll talk about women's ice hockey and the run they had in the CHA tournament last week. And we're going to talk about many other things. But first, to get to the small stuff, Jesse, what do you got? Well, softball, two canceled games to start out the week. That's not what they wanted to see after they started to get a little bit hot. But they'll just have to recuperate. This weekend, women's lacks. Not only did they have that fantastic win against Notre Dame, but you know who will be at their game on Sunday is the two hosts of the QCism podcast will be in attendance. For the first time, There we'll be able to see a live Syracuse sporting event from the Dome. I am more than excited for that. That is fantastic. Men's lacks versus Vermont. They, they trashed them. 17-13. First game of the year in front of fans. Granted, they opened up to 900 fans, got about 250. But hey, they were there. They were ecstatic. And from what I could tell, they made the stadium feel like home. And men's soccer, they lost to number one team in the country, Clemson, 3-1. to But other than that, we've got men's and women's basketball and women's ice hockey. Last time for women's ice hockey to talk about. Men's basketball, start out the week. Fantastic! That absolute trouncing of NC State, and I—I I don't think anything happened yesterday. I don't—I—I I don't recall anything out of trauma. Yeah, I mean, yesterday was a was a heartbreaker. First of all, how did the refs miss that five-second violation down the stretch there? Absolutely, yeah, such a, a bad call. Their timing was roughly the same as my timing on the, on the three-minute drill. <laughs> I mean, it, it's just absolutely crazy. Uh, I mean, beside that, I mean, Cuse got out to a, a decent-sized lead. You know, Virginia started to come back. But, what? Do, of course, what do you expect? You have one of the best teams in the ACC. The one best of the team t- in the ACC. They're exactly. One. And one of the top teams in the country as well, you know, and, and the Cavaliers of Virginia. I mean, takeaways from this, I'll talk about this later in my three-minute drill, but I, I still believe this team deserves a chance to, to play in the tournament. And you look at players who've contributed. Buddy Beheim over the past like three weeks has been hot. Like like I've never seen before. I mean this is this is absolutely crazy. Even in that loss, Buddy Beheim had thirty one points. Syracuse scored sixty nine points. That is almost half of the Orange's point total yesterday. Absolutely crazy. Other contributors, of course, Gary A always have him. I mean Robert Braswell Ten points off the bench for him. Good stuff from 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 Big Shot Bob there, you know. But uh, I like how this team is contributing and gelling. And like I said, this team deserves a chance to dance. Anything can happen in March, you know. Anybody can beat anybody. So I think I think the way that the Orange have played here against Virginia, against NC State, even against UNC, going back to the ending of the season, I think this team deserves a shot. I agree. I think that this team deserves a shot. However, I don't think they'll get it. I 
I know Duke did not play well in the ACC tournament. I still think their regular season is up to that standard that's over Syracuse. I mean, we were talking about was their, the worst Duke season in 20 years. It was still pretty damn good. And then St. John's, they weren't bad. Indiana, yeah, they're out. Minnesota, they're out. But Syracuse, they're going up in that dis- in that discussion against teams that got hot late, just like them, but were more consistent with their players. Syracuse had Buddy Bayon. They had Buddy Bayon. They had no one else. I mean, Robert Braswell in the last couple games. Duke, they were packed full. They were a team. St. John's was a team. I'm not sure that when this teams like Louisville and VCU right there, that Syracuse really has what it takes to be in that conversation. Now, sure, there's still teams on that in that bubble that are going in their respective conference tournaments, but I don't think that Syracuse is going to be given the benefit of the doubt. We're two days away. That's two days full of semifinals and championship games all across the country for teams that are still on that bubble, teams that could still knock Syracuse out, unless some of them get beaten by 50 points or something. I don't see it happening. Sure, Buddy Behan, 27 points against NC State, 31 against against Virginia yesterday, and Robert Braswell comes in with 10 of his own in the first half, but then, what, what is that? That's not a whole lot to go off of when there are other teams that are being more consistent with their players. I don't think it's in the cards. Maybe there's a play-in game in store, but they're definitely not getting in that round of, of 64 without an extra game. I mean, the other thing, too, to ask here, we've just learned within the past few hours that a member of the Virginia team has tested positive uh, for coronavirus. So now, does this game... I mean, obviously, Syracuse just played them yesterday. They'll have to find out the contact tracing and all that. But does this ACC tournament even finish out at this point? What's the point of it finishing out? The ACC tournament, the teams that are left, they're in. You know where they're going to be. You, it's not. It's just a matter of a couple places. In short, being a nine seed versus being an eleven seed, it makes a little bit of a difference. But I'm not sure that they need to finish it. Unless they want to push back the the big dance, it doesn't matter. Yeah, that's the that's the question I wonder. I mean, selection Sunday is two days from now. Who's going to be in? Who's going to be out? And if this ACC tournament does get called off, and if you have more tests within more teams, and you have people who have to quarantine for at least like ten days, you know, how is this going to play out? Hey, I mean, what if? Uh... You know, there are those rapid tests. Maybe the rest of the Virginia program can get cleared. Doubleheader tomorrow? Maybe. That would be that would be awful for the players, but so much fun to watch. Yeah, it would, it would definitely be something. We would see so many injuries, but I would have fun, and that's what's important. <laughs> fun it will be. Now, talking about men's basketball, let's segue into women's basketball over the past week. So, they went down to Greensboro as well before the men did. They played last week. We can start with their game against Florida State, in which at times they looked down and out, but they still found a way to pull it off. Yes, they they literally did not lead until inside the last second. Camilla Cardoso, we've been talking about her all year. We get to talk about her for another three years. 
She is fantastic. There is no other word for her than clutch. And that's what she did. She pulled off a clutch shot. The rebound, the bucket, that was not a pretty shot, I'm, I might add. It rung around the rim, but it did the trick. Syracuse took that dub 68-67, and I don't recall what happened against Louisville. I don't think we need to talk about that. That, that. that game didn't happen. I mean, again, I mean, I can go on another rant about how the feed just stopped working with, like, five minutes left in the game. That That's why they lost. Yeah. Because we, could, we couldn't watch. Well, that was that was the Florida State game where the feed went out. Oh, Louisville, that happened for me. Oh, really? Yeah. Well... ACC, get your get your stuff together, please. Yeah. But um, I mean, again, talking about that, we were in a little story. I was in the Citrus TV newsroom, and we were watching it on the computer. The technical difficulties with like five five minutes left in the game. We had to turn on Z, and we had to listen listen. I think Brandon Ross was the one on the call. Oh, credit to you, Brandon. Good call there. Um, watch. Yeah, we had to listen to it that way. Absolutely crazy that it went off like that. Um, I mean, it is technical difficulties, but you wonder why one... I don't think, with the exception of with the game on Saturday, we were not able to watch any games from that SU women's team. No, we were not. There were a couple, like, over the break between first and second semester, there were some games on, like, local networks. Like, I got some on Nessun. You also get Nessun, so I'm sure you saw watching that way, but... Yeah, it was not... Women's sports do not get enough coverage, especially in college. I mean, WNBA, sure, they, they, they get their time on their network. NWHL is working out TV deals right now. College Softball World Series is on, what, ESPN3? I mean, we... I mean, here's the thing, right? I mean, the ACC has... Literally has their own network. You would think that with... Them having their own network, a lot of these issues would be fixed. But they're not, you know? The ACC network, while the ACC tournament was going on last weekend for the women, they were literally showing, like, games from, like, seven years ago. You know? Yeah. I mean, I get you have your contracts and whatnot, but this is this is a conference tournament. You have to make the games available to everybody. At least, if you're not going to make them available to everybody, make them available on cable to the people who at least live in the markets that these teams are in. I get somebody in Missouri or Texas or Illinois maybe not wouldn't want to watch the ACC. But for people who live in the city of Syracuse, in which a lot of the time this is the only team that a lot of people here care about, that's got to be on cable. Yeah. That's got to be on the cable. It's unacceptable. The ACC, they can't do they can't do this. It's not right. Yeah, I, I completely agree. I mean, so getting back to the actual games itself, I mean, this women's team, yeah, Louisville, no, that was not a good game. Not at all. FSU, it wasn't a whole lot to be proud of. You get that buzzer beater short. That's great, but it should not have been a close game. That's one thing about with Virginia in the men's game. Virginia, yeah, that's a fantastic shot you hit. Why were you losing to Syracuse, though? Why were you losing to an eight seed? I mean, also, I guess you got to mention the injuries, too. I mean, dealing with playing without Tiana Mangakahia, and I believe in the second game, Priscilla Williams as well, not in the game. I mean, that's going to do you in a lot. This is a resilient team that tried to fight. They fought through Florida State. Remember, 
Syracuse, when they went down to Florida and played Florida State, they got up on that 9-2 run, and they basically, Florida State came back, got the lead, didn't give it up since then. This was a resilient team, and a resilient win for a team that was literally down big time, you know, had to claw, scratch and claw their way back to victory uh, without arguably one of their best players, if not their best player. So, I mean, that was a resilient win. And Louisville, of course, are one of the top teams in the country. Again, like I said, you lose now two of really good players on your team. It's going to be hard to be able to pull that off. Yeah. Yeah, that, I mean, that's just about it. And something else that we didn't think we would see pulled off would be, was the Syracuse women's ice team, ice hockey team, making it to the championship, let alone winning it. Unfortunately... They didn't get the, the win. Robert Morris took the championship game one nothing, But this team fought for... I mean, you, we talked about Lindenwood last week where basically they killed them. They took them. They murdered them. It was very simple. Open and close. Lindenwood did not get a goal. Syracuse beat the living daylights out of them. 6 nothing. Then we get to that Penn State game. Penn State is one of the best ice hockey programs in the country. And three to two, Syracuse takes a dub. Sure, they they let go a little bit at the end, which is part of why you can see Robert Morris was a tough game because his team was running out of gas. But the three two dub was excellent. You, if you beat the best team in the country, one of the best teams in the country, doesn't matter what the score is, you beat them. Doesn't matter what happens in the game, you've come out on top. That is a fantastic dub. But Robert Morris is the one. Trying, trying for the Frozen Four and all that. I mean, this is what I told you last weekend. I said, this team, forget everything about the records. Yeah. You know, this team is riding hot. And that showed on Friday and Saturday. Obviously, it's hard to win three games in a row, especially when you're playing lights out, your heart out like that. You're playing some of the best hockey of the season. It's hard to, to be consistent. If that game was held with, like, one day rest, I bet you Syracuse wins that game against Robert Morris. Then again, you just got to deal with what you have. I mean, this was a team that did not start off very well at all. Came up um, through the end of the first half of the season, went through the break, came out from the break, was weak to start, and then they started picking it up. And I said that this is a possible championship team. This team made it to the championship, just fell short. But still, I mean, I mean, you have nothing but positives to say for this team. Uh, this women's ice hockey team played their hearts out this season, and they didn't get they didn't get the championship at the end of the day. But they they played very hard, and and it's great to see that. Yeah, you had just stellar performances all weekend from their stars like Jessica DiGirolamo, Abby Malotny. Uh, we even saw Sarah Thompson getting in a getting a point. Yes. So good call back to. One of our previ- previous episodes. Allison Small was Allison us. Small. Got, she's just lights out. She's going to be missed next year. She was essentially, like you said, lights out. I mean, she didn't give up anything in the Lindenwood game. You see the next game against Penn State. I mean, two goals. Uh, then you have Robert Morris. She only gave up one goal. That was really an offensive problem for the Orange. You know, it was just that they couldn't put the puck in the net. I mean, as basic as I make it sound, I mean, it's at the end of the day, in essence, that's what they couldn't do. 
Alton Small still with a hefty performance for them, too, making a lot of saves. 79 saves across three games. Three goals allowed. That is beyond insane. That's yeah. stupid good. Yeah, well, we're going to do the math here. So 79 divided by 82. Now, I'm pulling out my calculator here. So that is one of the best save percentages that you could expect, especially from a college goaltender. So 79 divided by 82. That is a save percentage of 963. Yeah. 963. That is less than 4% of shots that weekend went in. That is literally the best three-game stretch of her career. She finished off her collegiate career in the most impressive way you could imagine. Mm-hmm. Except that the offense just couldn't rally for her in that third third game. It's tough. Like, again, like I said, and of course, I mean, we can... Is the CHA, you have your powers in the league, but it's not necessarily... The bottom half of the league surely isn't isn't anything that isn't that much this year. But, it, it, again, Syracuse, not the team necessarily that they were, say, a year, a couple of years ago. But, again, still found a way to rally when it was time. And like I, like I talked about before, getting hot at the right time, that does wonders for you, and that's exactly what this team did. Yeah, and... We do have to give a little preview to next year where Amelia Van Vliet and I think Anna Lysician, and by the way, we've been saying Lysician the past few weeks, it's Lysician, but I take full responsibility for that mistake, but Anna Lysician and Amelia Van Vliet are going to be huge. Van Vliet, we saw her play this year, and she played very well, won two games, and Anna Lysician really got hot at the end. Her scoring went way up. You're going to see good stuff from her going forward, I think. Uh, ben Spector, the Citrus TV current ice hockey beat reporter. That was his key player going into next season. Now he's switching to field hockey. I don't think we'll focus too much on them, considering that this show, well, the first season of this show, will, will end the week after that women's and men's basketball are both out of their tournaments, which we're hoping is halfway through April. <laughs> <laughs> yes, hopefully. I mean, I'd say at this point, unlikely, but hopefully. I mean, I have I have much, I have a lot more hope in the women than I do the men. Obviously, I think the women could possibly make it, Sweet Sixteen, maybe Elite Eight. That and part of it too is going to be a big if on if they can stay healthy. They need Williams back. They need Magakaya back. Yeah, those are crucial for them to be able to make a deep run in this tournament. But I think the men. The men, while they've been getting hot at the right time, I think there's so many better teams, as shown by Virginia yesterday. So many better teams in the league than them. They can hang in there, but I don't think they can get the job done. Yeah, well, the thing, Virginia was not better than Syracuse yesterday. Virginia was right around them. Now, if Alan Griffin plays like, you know, someone who's actually picked up basketball before, Syracuse wins that game. And if you have Joe Girard actually score points as well. Well... Even him not scoring was not the big problem in that game. The problem was Alan Griffin's turnovers and then Virginia being just good enough. Yeah, but Virginia was not better. Syracuse is a good team when they play like that, when they play like they should. When everybody contributes to this team, this team is a great team. I wouldn't say great. I think so. Uh... (laughs) If you watch how you have 
somewhat good performances against Virginia, right? You look at the score lines. Gary A. 14. Buddy with 31. Braswell with 10. Give me two more guys at least making contributions. They beat this this Virginia team handily, easily. They beat a Virginia team that was playing like bad. Gerard. Gerard had like three points. Maybe give him a seven or eight. I think that team. I think Virginia loses. Kadari Richmond, if he comes out, yeah, he had seven. That was not his best game. He had seventeen minutes. If he comes out with maybe four or five more points, this team gets put like a decent mark over Virginia yesterday. I think more contribution is the key. You see the games in which we perform really well this year? They're the games that people like Joe Gerard show up. <laughs> you know? But as much as you have great performances, like I said, Buddy Behan has been hot over the past three weeks. You need to have you need to have more players, more cast more cast players playing good roles to help the team. I think this talk of you know the roles in this team is a good segue into both of our topics for the three minute drill. So, Chile, are you ready to go? I am ready. All right. Now, we talked about this before, and you'd probably disagree with me after this, but when I'm ready to start, when you're ready to start the timer for me, I'm ready to go. Well, the timer starts right now. My friends, pain. I only feel pain right now. Crazy how good the Orange have been playing as of late. Really hopeful that maybe we could win the ACC tournament after how we played NC State and we hang in there with UVA. Then comes Reese Beekman, the freshman mm-hmm. who was zero for whatever before making that shot. Ten. This hurts so much, but if anything, I think this team still deserves the chance to dance. The team is starting to actually gel. You're getting decent contributions from the bench. And must I mention how hot Buddy Beheim is right now? He is absolutely unstoppable. We played the top 25 team and just barely lost. Mind you, we haven't even had a quad one game at home to play all season. Anything can happen in March. This team can ball. The selection committee should give them a chance. Joe Lenardi has them as one of the last teams in. Even though they started very slow, the recency bias must be considered. This team has showed who they are. And my 30 seconds... To respond to that starts right now. Yeah, this team has shown who they are. This team has gotten hot late. The recency bias, I think it's real. I think that could definitely help this team going into Selection Sunday. I think the fact that they got hot late, because a team with the same record that starts off hot and cools off, they're not considered. You saw that with St. Louis. Now, again, I'm not sure that it's in the cards. I could see a play-in game, but I find it hard to believe that this team is going to be automatically put into that big dance, into that round of 64, and a part of the tournament in that manner. And now my 60 seconds will focus more on next season, or going into the tournament, what this team needs, and it starts right now. Look, Robert Braswell's playing time is something that needs to bump up. He's a key player. He's not a big man, but he's big enough. Again, we've been waiting for Barama Sidibe to come back for months so I think he'll probably take that uh, sixth year and come come back because uh, we'll probably see how with Emily Harris chucking lacrosse. It's an option for him. And they'll have a big man, but they need to do a better job of recruiting guys. They need. You're not going to get another Carmelo Anthony, I don't think, but you're going to need a big man. 
Jim Beheim has struck gold once. I think he can do it again. I think he can get that big man, which could be the finishing piece. Sure, no Marek Dolajai next year, but you'll have Buddy, you'll have Joe Girard, you'll have Kadari Richmond, you'll have both Alan Griffin and Quincy Garrier, right? You'll have roughly the same team. So next season, or going into this tournament, you need a... Going into the tournament, you need someone to step up as a big man. But if this really is the end for them, going into next season, you're going to need to recruit a big man to be a part of that freshman squad. And I mean, ain't that the truth, right? You know, you have a team, a good team, that needs a big presence right there at the center position. You need a big guy. Uh, Sidibe, while he's had his injury, you know, you've seen how this team has struggled to be able to pull wins together. And I think that as we go forward, Jim Bayheim has to have that in mind, not just having one big guy, but you probably need a, at least a second one as well. Well, that concludes our three-minute drill, but yeah, um, we, we've hashed this out on the big man dilemma all year. We'll see you going into the tournament. But now, we need to hash out our player of the week. We talked about her a lot earlier. 79 saves this it, during that CHA tournament for Allison Small. She definitely had enough to get them into that national tournament, into the national dance. Unfortunately, the offense didn't in the last game. But Allison Small, you have to wonder, does her back hurt from carrying the Q's women's ice hockey team through that tournament? Because she was banned Fantastic. She will be a dearly missed piece next season. And yeah, yeah. But I think Amelia Van Vliet is up to the responsibility. But yeah, Allison Small, Player of the Week, no question. We've been talking about her for weeks now. She deserves it. You talk about 21 saves against Lindenwood. She had, again, 24 against Penn State. 34 saves. And that was Ridiculous. a game. That was a game that you lost against Robert Morris. Absolutely crazy. I mean, she. there is no question that she did what she could for this team this weekend. Absolutely, pretty much lights out at that point. You know, it, it, nothing, I have nothing else to say. She's been that great. I think we. you do have one more thing to say, and it's our final word. Our final word this week is pain. It is actually Spain, just without the S. In our rundown, we did put that as... That's the official word. Spain yes. without the S. So, pain is a distressing feeling often caused by intense or damaging stimuli. And intense or damaging could be a multitude of things. As we've seen, Syracuse women's ice hockey not being able to get the championship. Syracuse women's basketball losing to Louisville. And the men, of course, in that... Oh my gosh! That, that I, I no longer live in Syracuse. I live in Spain. Absolutely yes. heartbreaking loss to UVA yesterday, but Spain without the S or pain is our final word. It's simply painful. Yes. After that shot, I simply crave death. <laughs> I simply do. But this simply is the end of our episode, and hopefully, we'll have two teams to spend our time on next week. But well, we'll see come Selection Sunday, but besides that, we hope you select good choices and have a good day. Yes, take care.